Welcome to Visibility on Purpose, the podcast. We've created a community of business owners with a spiritual backbone who know that they are here to make an impact and be seen on top tier media, create relationships with high profile experts and speak on massive stages. And let's be honest, more exposure equals more money and we are so here for that too. We're Bridget and Lydia, time to step into your visibility era. Hello, we are live. Hello, hello. hello. Welcome to another episode of Visibility Era, the podcast. Bridget, how are you? I miss you. I know. So Lydia has been away for two and a half weeks. And I said to her when she got back, I was like, I really missed you. Like it really was different. We're so used to, you know, I think the most beautiful thing about having a, a partnership business is that we get to you know, constantly throw ideas off each other. And it always like sparks our creativity and our inspiration. Like the ideas when we are together, it's just like, so I missed you. I missed you too. Um, Yeah, I totally agree with that. And it was so interesting, like not working for two whole weeks. I actually took a break, which I haven't done in years. (laughs) And what I can say, yeah, it feels really good. And what I can say is, okay, actually, before we start the episode, so today we're going to be talking about brand audits and we're going to be doing brand audits and talking about it, how to do one for yourself. So if you're watching with us today, definitely follow along and take a look at your own stuff and see what resonates, what doesn't, um, what you could maybe improve, what maybe things we are not doing to the best of our ability that we can shift. Um, So this is really going to focus on how to improve your brand presence to set you up for success, for longevity, for the media. But aside from that (laughs) and my trip, my takeaways of what I learned. So here's my takeaway. Number one, I actually don't need to be working 24 seven. I am a person that gets obsessed with my work. And I think because it's just, it's my art, it's my inspiration, but also I'm still a human and I get burnt out. And what I realized was appropriate structure building and Bridget and I have both been on this journey together. I feel like we both have been very serious about creating structures for visibility on purpose, but preparation and structures made me realize I don't need to work as hard as I do. We, so we actually implemented, I think if you are on the journey with us, you know, we implemented a Pinterest strategy. So if you're not on Pinterest uh, or following us on Pinterest, please go over there and follow us. We are having so much fun with it, creating so much content. We have a blog section on our website, but we also implemented Tailwind, which is a scheduling social scheduling platform and it has changed the freaking game like it's made it so fun and satisfying Bridget and I have been just like creating so much content and I think we're like a month out at this point I know we've been doing so so much and you know I talked to a woman the other day on a podcast who has been doing it for like eight months and we're actually at the same amount that she is so oh my god (laughs) wait really yeah yeah that is like music to my ears. I've been obsessive over it. I know. I mean, it's just so cool. Like, I think if I were to have started, okay, if I were to give advice to starting again to anyone who's like at the freshest phase of their business, I would say implement social strategies that have SEO capabilities like Pinterest or YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Something that I've been hearing a lot about over the past, I want to say six, seven months, but I didn't actually think about doing anything with it until Bridget and I were talking about using Pinterest for visibility on purpose is Pinterest is a search engine. So it doesn't work the same way as your social media platforms. It has a longer shelf life, which is something that we love. Like we're, we're working so hard to create all this content for our social platforms and then it's gone tomorrow and there's no SEO capabilities. And so to me, it's, necessary to be on these platforms and it's so great for networking and all these things but a social media platform is not meant for um client attraction or for like new leads like it's just it's meant for social media so it just has a totally different purpose we've been really loving Pinterest as a lead magnet and we'll let you guys know how things go if you follow me on TikTok I've been posting about it (laughs) about her progress because I'm like so into it but it's really satisfying to see the impressions and the engagement go up we're up like 300 something percent since we started taking this seriously about a month ago so I'm really excited to see 
what else ends up coming from this platform. Me too. I was, you know, obviously we're obsessed with Pinterest now and yesterday I'm eating breakfast and I have a Pinterest video going on in front of me and the guy was showing his analytics over the past year and he was finding his most, you know, engaged pin. And he said it was from a year prior. Like, and that to me was yeah, music to my ears, right? Because I think, what? The thing, yeah, the thing that stresses so many people out, myself including, is spending so much time creating content that then just dies. Like, yeah. that's not fun. And we're changing the game here. And you know what? That actually beautifully ties into media as well, because media is a living, breathing thing. When you're featured in an article or when you're on a podcast or when you're featured in TV, like that's on Google for the long haul. Yeah. You are not only associated with these big magazine names or podcast names, but you're also so searchable. You are, your SEO is just like, there's so many different ways and avenues for people to come to your business. And when we're really thinking about brand, so this ties into brand audits today, but when we're really thinking about a brand presence and identity and image, which helps your business thrive for the long haul, we're really thinking about like, what are those sustainable long-term strategies? And so for us right now, we're playing with Pinterest and that is sustainable and long-term, but it's the same thing with media. It's like, how can we think about these SEO pieces, these associations, these like, and we're honestly, like when you get into these publications and these podcasts, you're like getting into their communities too. So like, then you're able to tap into communities. Like these are the ways that we can build a sustainable brand. So Gosh, this is so good. Before we get into it, Bridget, really quick, what have you been up to for the past two weeks? Gosh, what have I been doing? Um, gosh, I don't even know, Lydia. I think I've been twiddling my thumbs. I'm not too <laughs> sure. I have, you know, I'm actually a little bummed about something on a personal level. I was supposed to do a 13.1 mile Spartan race tomorrow and I have hurt my foot. And I didn't know this. No, I know this has just happened. And I always get like a lot of life lessons around um, like physical performance because I, I totally associate with like being an athlete and moving my body. And like, that's so much a part of my daily routine. So for me, it's always this like spiritual unraveling process of my identity, not being so, and like my daily routine, not being so tied to physical movement. So yeah, I can't, haven't been able to go for like my daily walks, which is like totally a part of who I am. So yeah, on like a personal note, that's something that is like top of mind and I'm going to Florida in like three days. So that's also fun. Yay. Well, if you need any ideas for crafty things, (laughs) let me know. We were talking about this yesterday. We were like, okay, well, we we were just chatting about my realizations when I was traveling. And I was like, I don't, I realize I don't need to work that hard as long as I actually like prepare for the following week instead of fly by the seat of my pants. Um, which I, I like, I don't know. I have this thing with consistency. I always thought that like I had to like do daily tasks and it needed to be looking the same every day. So this has just been like lifestyle design in general, but like as an, as an entrepreneur, like I can actually design my life to prepare for the following week, which has been really interesting. But anyways, we're talking about additional space and I'm like, oh, I am like a craft hoe. Like (laughs) I love doing crafts. I, yesterday I bought more paint and I saw this TikTok video, um, of how to make your own candles. And so I bought some beeswax and I'm going to make my own candles. I'm very excited about it. Yeah. I'm a big candle person too. So anyways, Bridget was like, what do you do with your spare time? And I'm like, oh, just like, give me five minutes and I'll fill it up for you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love you. You're so funny. (laughs) Um, yeah, let's dive into brand audits. Let's do it. All right. Let's, let's do this thing. I'm going to, if anyone's watching this live, you're going to be able to actually see our screen, which I need to like pull up and which is not happening. But if you are listening to this episode, just know that you can head over to our Facebook group. We actually have a live presentation or workshop that we do on almost weekly basis so that people can actually be here with us. So today we're talking about brand audits and this kind of came this came from a couple of different like angles. When Lydia was away, I got really excited to offer some of these brand audits. I was like, this is really fun for me. Like I love, I love taking outside perspective on people's businesses and like diagnosing 
I love this word right now, um, diagnosing, you know, inconsistencies or things that they might not be able to see themselves. And we probably all know as a business owner, when we are in our lane of being a business owner, it's really hard to take that step back and say, you know, what's actually going on here? Does it make sense to the outside world? And, you know, today we're going to take this from the lens of everyone here in this community is desiring to get more exposure for the company and the brand that they've been building for years. You spent hours doing the damn thing and you want more exposure. So before we can get exposure, we need to make sure that we have a really strong presence so that when we're pitching the media, they come to us and they say, okay, this, this business is legit. You know, it's not just a random human who doesn't even have a website who's pitching to us. So today we're going to go over some non-negotiables. We're going to show you a couple of brands that are doing this really well. And then we're also going to talk about top mistakes that we see business owners doing. Yes. Yes. And I do want to call out a particular industry and not in a bad way, in a way, in a way to improve. So this kind of, this conversation was kind of sparked because Bridget has a background in publishing. I'm a publicist in this space. I get a lot of conversations going with authors who are ready to, or think they're ready to get featured in the media. And they really, they have this beautiful book. They spend so much time on it and they're ready to get media exposure. But then I take a look at their brand and I don't see them have a strong brand presence. I think there's just like a disconnect between it's, it's no one's fault. And it's really just a disconnect between, I think like just different spaces. And so if you are somebody who created a book, wrote a book, or you're thinking about launching a book soon, um, this please pay attention to this brand audit. We just want to see you thrive. Like you've spent so much time on and put so much love into your book. And so this is like particularly an industry where I've seen um, might need some improvement. Mm, love that. Okay. Let's jump into some of the non-negotiables. Do you want to start? Sure. <laughs> so non-negotiables, professional headshots, this is so important. If we are going to have a brand presence and we have maybe goods or services, products, whatever it is that we're selling, we want to make sure that our headshots are aligned with the brand. So um, this is personal headshots. This can be, um, I, I always say to have a few ready. So you want to have a landscape, you want to have the portrait mode. So that's like long ways and um, short or long ways wide and then up and down. Yeah. I <laughs> and think then you want to have some lifestyle images too. So um, if you are a business coach, that might be you sitting at a computer. If you um, own a holistic, I don't know, holistic healing brand that makes like tinctures or something, maybe it's you like in the kitchen making tinctures. So these are headshots that are going to align with your brand image and what it is that you are selling or what you're all about. If you're a product-based business, this also means product images, professional, either lifestyle or on a white background. Um, and we're just setting you up for the media with this one. A lot of publications, they specifically want products on a white background in their pictures. I think this is just for aesthetic reasons. Your lifestyle images might not go along with the um, with the publication. And also sometimes they just really want to feature the product and not have any noise in the background. There might be really aesthetic images, but it might be hard to see some of the features of the product. So we would, we would always suggest having that on a white background. I love that. That's really good. And I think that beautifully ties into having a professional website because we've all gone to a website where, I mean, I'm probably guilty of this because I used to love a good selfie, um, where it had selfies all over the website as their yeah. professional <laughs> images. And, you know, we're thinking about this from the lens of someone in the media who, you know, maybe you're pitching them and they go over and they click your website link and they see like a picture of you with like your dog, like on top of you, like licking your face. It's possible, right? So what does, what does that image say to them? You know, they're looking for someone who is an expert at whatever story that they're writing or covering. So we need you to have a professional image also on your website, because when someone heads over to your website, we also want it to be this landing place, this digital real estate, as I'm obsessed with saying right now. That is extremely clear on what you do, the services and the products that you offer, which are also on this list. And we want this to be a landing place of everything about your business, your brand, and what you represent. Yeah. And what's interesting is 
I keep hearing about this and I was that this person too. I was somebody who started a business and didn't have a website and I sold things before I had a website. Mm. And I do see a lot of business coaches online saying things like, you don't need things to look good. You just need to have value, blah, blah, blah. And that makes sense for sales, but it doesn't make sense when you're building a brand. So I do want to call that out because I've been thinking about that a lot and I'm like, okay, that is true. But when we're building a brand that's going to be sustainable for the longevity of it. And we're looking outside of just sales and looking at how can I create impact on a large scale? This is when all of these pieces come in. And maybe you did start a business and you did some messy action. Bridget and I are no strangers to messy action, but you get to a point where you're like, okay, now it's time to clean things up. So that's, you might be in that space right now where you're in the space of time to clean things up. So we're going to go to the next piece of a press page on your website. You may be watching this today or listening to the episode and thinking, I don't even have press and that's okay, because that's all a part of switching out of messy action into the longevity of the business. But when we do have press, having that page on your website and showcasing it is so freaking important. Like us inside visibility on purpose, we're constantly talking about how like press is so important for many, many reasons, credibility, trust, bringing people to your business, getting into high profile networks, growing your audience, like all these things. But it also is just half of the puzzle. We actually have to talk about our press and like showcase it. So make sure (laughs) like if you just, if you get featured everywhere and then you don't talk about it, it's like, what's the point, you know? So put it on your website. It also helps with SEO. If you put it in a certain way, Um, Some people like do them as blog posts a little bit, but like have the logo. That's also a great, a great option to do that. That's a good idea. Wait, I've never thought of that, Lydia. Yeah. People have told me that people like tech people have told me that. Interesting. Interesting. (laughs) We've been talking about SEO a lot, obviously today. Um, Yeah. So you want to make sure that you have that press page present. I love that. I mean, and I just joked before this that recently, like maybe a couple months ago, I like put some energy into getting on some podcasts and some of the episodes have recently come out. And I was like, oh shit, like I need to share those things. And, you know, I'm guilty of it too. I think all of us are, we have a lot going on, but we have to remember that, you know, one half of it is positioning ourselves as the expert to get that feature, then actually showing up for that feature, whether it's like a TV segment or you're just like writing, um, giving some quotes for an article or you're on a podcast, then you need to actually share the thing. Yeah. Yeah. We need to leverage that media and actually go out there and share that. And you have to think about this from the perspective of like your audience, right? So, you know, you have an email list, you have a, you have your website, of course, you have your social channels. When you are sharing press, you are literally saying, I am an expert talking about this. Like I've been featured talking about publishing and PR. Like those are the things that I am signing up for and saying, yes, I'm happy to speak on that. So think about what that does in terms of, you know, your client's trust or your audience's trust. It's like, oh, not only does this person post, you know, uh, things on Instagram about this, but they're also being featured on other people's platforms, which adds this other other layer of credibility. Yeah. And it also shows that you're associated with these like really big, cool names or you've been pre-vetted, which just helps with that credibility and that clout. You keep saying pre-vetted and it sounds so good, but it's true. It's like they're pre-vetted. I love that. I mean, we'll show you guys an example of like this really sexy press page in a moment, but I was like, that's really what this is. Like they're pre-vetting you. So amazing. Okay. What's next? Clear description of products and services. So, and I think this goes in with the next one too, with clear brand identity and messaging. We need to have a focus of our business and this needs to be extremely clear from the outside eye. Again, this is why we do these types of brand audits, because when you are a business owner in your insular work, you're showing up for your clients, you're doing your thing on a daily basis, you're putting out fires, whatever you have to do, it's easy to get lost in that. From an outside perspective, from media's perspective, it needs to be very clear what you do, who you serve, the products and services that you offer, because they're asking themselves, are you a good fit for this article? And their name's on it too. So they need to make sure that you have a great, clear description. Like actually, Lydia, we kind of talked about this and we'll talk about it again toward the end of um, this episode today. But like, that's something that's important when people come to you as a publicist as well. Yeah, it's so important. Um, recently, I had a business coach come to me and she didn't really have like, she just had very like generic things. It was like, if you're interested in having a call with me, like 
let's connect. But it didn't show like what she does, her different, basically what it does is it also, it, it kind of tarnishes your brand positioning, which then makes it hard for me to, as a publicist, and it'll be, it will be hard for you if you want to do your own PR. It's like, what are you going to talk about? So um, products, you want to make sure that like, I don't know if you're selling like a skincare cream, that what it does, why it's different, what the consistency is, like all those pieces that you as a consumer would like to know, because at the end of the day, we're building a brand to also make sales. <laughs> so we need to make sure that everything is clear so you can make some sales too. I love that. I love that. And all of this beautifully ties into having a clear brand identity and obviously the messaging of the business. It's like externally, how does your business, when people think about your business, are there colors that come to mind? Is there visual branding that you have done to make a very cohesive image for whatever you're putting out there into the world? Like everyone knows the Nike switch, swish. Oh my gosh. Can I talk? <laughs> the Nike swish or what like Under Armour like we know those logos and those actually have a like a mental imprint on our mind and what that represents so you know even if you're a smaller business owner which most of us here are we are entrepreneurs we're CEOs we're founders of smaller companies we still need to have a clear brand identity so that when someone engages with our content or with our work they know it's from us yeah and brand identity is not just you know it's not just your visuals and your copy, it, it really comes down to the emotions too. And like the community and the values. So like when somebody is stepping into your world as a service-based business owner, maybe like the people that are also going to purchase or be a part of their community are those people you want to hang out with. Do they have similar values as you? So that's what it can look like for service. And then for product-based brands, it's like, if I'm going to use this one specific skincare cream, what does that say about me? Actually, this was really cool. I was watching this like branding thing on YouTube, just like dissecting brands. And somebody was like, they were talking about different businesses and they were like, Rolls Royce doesn't sell good cars. It sells luxury. And I don't know cars. Like I know Rolls Royce is a luxury car, but I like don't actually know car, like anything about cars. My boyfriend's obsessed with um, Formula One. So he like, he's a nerd with cars. So yesterday, just for fun, it was like, so, um, quick question is Rolls Royce a good car? And he's like, no, I'm like, why do people buy it? He's like, oh, for luxury. It's a status symbol. It's a status symbol, but that brand identity, people are okay with that because they know what their, it, it like aligns with their, with their values or like who they are. So I always think about brand identity as like, there's so many different pieces that make sense for a brand identity. There's the positioning, there's the messaging, there's the personality, the authenticity. And then it's also like, what are the emotions and what's the community that you're building with that brand identity? It is so important when you're building an iconic brand. Mm, yeah, they talk about this a lot in the book. Um, this is Marketing by Seth Godin. It's like, why do people buy? And part of the reason people buy is because they want to be associated with whoever else buys that product. Yeah. And that happens a lot with cars or like watches or like clothing, right? It's like Louis Vuitton. Is it cute? In my opinion, personally, I don't think so, but it says something about someone who purchases that, right? So there are, there are these like very subtle cues that go off to the human when someone purchases that. So we get to think about that with our own brands, which I think is so cool. It's so cool. It's so much fun. Cause then it makes it so much bigger than us too. I think a lot of us get stuck, especially service-based business owners in the, it's all about me. Like I am the brand. It's like, no, when you're building something big, it's not about you. It's about this like world that you're creating for your clients, for your customers to be a part of the impact that you're making. And so like thinking bigger and thinking about these types of things that Bridget was just mentioning is what we're starting to think about when we're building that iconic brand. Yeah. How about Okay. So last two here, and then we're going to go into some really good examples. So optimize social accounts, <laughs> obviously I'm like laughing at this, but it's obvious <laughs> to us, but maybe not to everyone. We want the social accounts to be a great reflection of exactly what's on the website, exactly what's on any of your other digital real estate. So maybe you have a really strong visual brand. You have those colors on that social profile as well. Maybe you use some certain, you know, words to describe your business. You want that on the social profile. Maybe you get a lot of press. You can add a press highlight, you know, on your Instagram account. How are you showing up socially and how are people perceiving you based on how you show up? Yeah. And when we're building a brand, we need to really have 
professional social media accounts. Like everybody's on social media. Everybody uses it. Sometimes people use social media over a website or it's actually, I feel like it's like the first line of defense. Like your social media is your business card and then your website is your resume. Like it's like, that's your, yeah. That's good. <laughs> but it is, it's your first line of defense. So if somebody's going to come to you, like say they heard you on a podcast or maybe a friend sent your profile or whatever and your profile has a picture of you with just like you and your dog going hiking and it has nothing to do with your business and then you want to get these big media wins and you want to do this like you want to create all this impact for your brand you have a vision of being on stages it just does not make sense so we need to like of course like we just need to do the tangible things we need to do the tangible things that make sense when we're building this brand and then last piece is a professional bio this people get tripped up by this one but it's really not <laughs> that big of a deal um and what i mean by this is it's more just about like how do you want to how do you want to position yourself like i think professional bios long ones are kind of dated you don't really need them anymore like what are you gonna you're not gonna send a big long bio to somebody maybe you can put one on your website that like goes a little bit more in depth of like who you are as a person and how you got here but professional bios when you're sending them along to podcast hosts to read or like producers or you're sending it along for like maybe like your book or something what they really want to see is like what your business is all about who you are what um what kind of transformation do you provide for your clients the results a little bit of your personality in there and any like accomplishments like those are the things you want to kind of hit when you're writing your bio accomplishments could be press so um if you're you know if you have a full organic Forbes feature like definitely mention that you're a Forbes featured coach or like whatever it is that makes sense to you but those pieces are really and then of course what your business is all about too so like just a, a short summary meaning like two three sentences on what your brand actually does I love this. Mean. simple okay let's jump in so this morning when we were putting this all together I wanted to find someone through a media outlet because I wanted to actually see someone who was using and leveraging the media. I wanted to see what her brand looked like and what she was doing and where she was featured. So I actually went onto Mind Body Green. I typed in holistic nutritionist. I think is what I typed in. And this woman, Dana James, who is a food coach in New York and Los Angeles, came up. So that led me to her Instagram and her website. And the biggest thing I want you to show you guys all here is what a press page can do and what this signals to someone else. So we wanted to give you guys examples of, you know, brands that are doing some of these things really well and how you guys can take some of what we're giving you and insert that into your own business. So you're seeing here, and if you're listening to this, no problem. You can go to her website, Dame James. We like your website. Um, looks cool. She has cool. been featured in so many places. We see L, we see Vogue, we see Well and Good, we see fitness, we see women's health, we see Mind Body Green, like Yahoo Health. These are publications and outlets that have a heavy, you know, people know their name. So this is important. So she used and is still using Media Impress to amplify her brand. And the coolest thing that I thought about when I saw this, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this too, Lydia, is this signal of what this does to us as, you know, someone who would think about working with her. So all of these press logos create a signal. And what do I mean by that? This woman has been pre-vetted, as I keep saying. All of these publications have said, yes, she is an expert or she is, she does know enough about this topic to be featured in this publication. To yeah. me, as the potential consumer, I go, oh, wow. Like she knows what she's talking about. I trust her. Like that's what's going on in my mind. I'm like, Ooh, I want to know more about this woman. So think about that from the lens of not only media, but the lens of you as a consumer and what that could do to your um, potential clients. Yeah. Me as a potential consumer, just even looking at her page, like I'm a publicist. I do this all the time. And I still am like, she's been featured on El Vogue, like the cut, all these amazing places, because I know as a publicist, like I can position my brands really, really well to get featured. But also at the end of the day, there are gatekeepers, the media contacts, their editorial teams, and they still need to be, you know, they still need to get past these people. So they are pre-vetted. And so that would spark my attention. And 
not only that, but she has some like TV placements. It's so interesting to me because TV is such a like status to me. Like that's like the Rolls Royce, I feel like <laughs> talk about Rolls Royce and Vogue too. Vogue, Harper's Bazaar. But like also T if somebody's getting on TV, it's like, whoa, they're on TV, which is funny because I don't even know if it really it depends on the business. It definitely depends on the business for moving the needle. But like if it even doesn't move the needle for you, let's say for sales per se, it absolutely does for credibility and for cloud. 1000%. And you know, I love, she had those. So on the left of the screen, if you guys can see this, or if you're just listening, we went to her about page and under her about page, she actually inserted, you know, images from her being interviewed on TV. And again, yeah, just as Lydia said, it is that status symbol. It is that, wow, she's doing this thing that I'm not doing. Like it is this elevation of her brand and her business. She is seen as an authority. And what I love about TV and podcasts, it also means that she is willing to publicly speak on yeah. the topic, you know, not just like in words, which obviously have a huge pull as well, but she is willing to go up there and, you know, defend her points or, you know, talk about the knowledge that she has, which I think that takes a whole other skill set to do. Yeah. Speaking of those signals, it's like she has confidence. Clearly she speaks with conviction, like all of these things that might be really important to somebody who's interested in learning about functional medicine, especially like functional medicine. Like not everybody I think is aligned with that way of thinking and like Western medicine. So, <laughs> right. So having somebody who's super confident to talk about this on TV, like me as a consumer would be really impressed by that. Ooh, and you know, it's another good point here. We, we did go to her Instagram account. I believe she's a therapist as well. But what's interesting is on the screen, she's calling herself a food coach. So I'm going to assume that she's leading and leveraging the background that she has in more of a formal education, like with therapy and which, with functional medicine to actually amplify her position as a food coach and why people should trust her. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Love it. So Dana, if you're listening to us, we're, we're impressed. <laughs> we're impressed with you. We like what you're doing. Um, okay, this is fun. Let's go to the next one. So this one, I went on to Better Homes and Gardens because I know that media loves designers, loves real estate, loves people who can talk about like trends of what's going on, you know, in housing markets, in design. So I found her through Better Homes and Gardens. And I noticed right away that she has professional headshots. She has a press highlight on her Instagram and a press page on her website that directly links to, you know, all those publications, which is great for SEO. And again, like she's someone who's talking about these things. She is willing to be seen talking about these things. Yeah. And if you look at her bio on her Instagram, like she multifaceted design studio headed by L Decor. L Decor is like a big deal. There's only how many, you know, Decor magazines. That's one of them. Um, A-list designer, Jessica Davis. We know that she is an A-list designer. She's been pre-vetted. So she's using different ways to really showcase her expertise and just placing herself as an authority in this space through all areas of her social accounts and her and her, her website. And you know, it's also interesting, like she's claiming it. She's saying A-list designer, right? So that's a big piece for, you know, everyone who's here in our community, it doesn't have the biggest brand. You might not have, you know, funding from investors. You might be more at the starting state of your business, not fresh, fresh starting, but you're making money in your business and you're thinking to yourself, okay, I need more exposure for this brand. And one of the biggest things that you're seeing right in front of you that these people do is they claim the authority that they get. Yep. So Which is very, very important. This is so fun. I could do this all day. I know. I thought about that too, Lydia. I was like, okay, if you guys are liking this episode, please comment, please send us a message because we could do this all day. And it's so funny because Lydia, do you remember when we talked about this in the beginning of having the podcast? We were like, how cool would it be if we did this? Oh yeah. We were talking about it. Like we mentioned this a million times and we haven't done it. And finally we were like, okay, <laughs> we're seeing enough businesses and at the end of the day, we're like here because we actually really want to help so many businesses that are newsworthy, impactful. They have a big vision, but they just don't know how to get there. And so like, if 
you can like, I don't know if you like take away anything from us, like we're here to help you. And so this is something that we've seen. This is a gap. It's like, we need to, we need to take the time to audit our own brands. We can be so in it with the sales and with the clients that when we, sometimes we just forget about the overall like vision of our business. Like it, your brand is never going to grow. And we've been talking about this a lot. Actually, we have a blog post on our website that I wrote the other day, Bridget, Bridget. Oh my God. I'm like, can't talk today. Business. Brizz had mentioned this to me a few weeks ago. <laughs> she had mentioned like, what's the difference between a business and a brand? We should talk about this. And I just got so inspired and wrote an article last week, but it's so true. Like a business can only get so far until a brand beats them out. Basically like you're, you know, the local pizzeria is not going to beat out Domino's in sales and in brand image because Domino's took the time to build an entire brand image. And so if we do want this like longevity, the sustainable growth, and we want to like see our brand really take off, like these are the things that we need to do. And so anyways, we were just like so pumped by this whole idea of this brand audit. We have one more to show you. Pumped. I'm like, who else can we do? I have a bunch of ideas. We're keeping it coming. You <laughs> can start on this one, Lydia, because I know that you love to talk about Sahara. I'm a big fan of Zahara Rose. So um, I think that she's so relatable because she's somebody who really is deep in her brand authenticity, personality, and values. And still with the stuff that she posts has a super professional brand and is very mindful and thoughtful with what she's posting. So Zahara Rose is known as a personal brand. She does Ayurveda. She's an author. She talks about being a DJ. She's like, I'm a twerking DJ. Like all these things that are really fun, but she is so thoughtful with everything that is being posted, even though it's more of a kind of like influencer personal brand vibe. So if you go through her Instagram page, you will see that there is a common theme. It's everything that relates to her brand pillars. That's what she's posting. So this is a little bit more of a fun one, but it still is very much aligned with this idea of this brand audit and thinking about the long-term strategy of the brand. You'll also see in her bio, she has your spiritual besties. So this is where she's like, she's like showcasing her fun personality, but still spiritual. She's positioning herself as an authority in the spirituality space by saying leading voice Deepak Chopra. So Deepak must have said this about her, mm -hmm. which is like huge. And so she's showcasing all of this stuff. I feel like a lot of us get a little nervous at the beginning of building our brands. And we're like, oh, I have these like amazing awards and things that people have and like associations, but that we don't talk about them. It's so important to talk about them. And so she does a really good She's a really good example of somebody who's doing that. And then she also has this beautiful press section right on her home. I think this was on her homepage, right? Um, it might've been, I actually don't know how we got here. I'm pretty sure it was on her homepage, but if it's not, sue me, she has a press page. Pretty sure this was on her homepage though, featured in, and she's highlighting some really big publications. So she's highlighting Vogue, she's highlighting Forbes, she's highlighting NBC. Not only that, but she's quoting so you can always like, if there's, if a publication covers you and they say something like really impressive about you, you can always like put quotes on your website. And I think that a lot of people forget to do that, but it's really impressive. Like uh, back in the day when I was in the music industry, I would um, help create the press pages uh, for these like huge brands. And they would have an entire page just on quotes, which makes sense for music because you're pitching music, people, you know, if, if NPR is going to say, this is the most beautiful song that hit me here, like you want that quote to be in that. But even for service-based business owners or products, like if they're saying something that's, a, that's like a really big compliment or they're expressing being a raving fan, quote it, put it on your website. I also really like that she highlighted Yoga Journal. And she, I think she did this one on purpose, not only because she's on the cover, but also because Yoga Journal is probably like the top spiritual publication right. out there, or it has right. like the biggest clout. She's being smart. You know what you reminded me of when you said, when people are quoting you, like definitely highlight that. It goes the same in the book industry. Everyone's probably opened up a book that has, you know, quotes talking about the book itself or the author of the book. And even on Amazon, you're able to add some of these things onto your Amazon listing to really highlight and pad up, you know, your authority in that space. So these things can translate in so many different 
industries and so many different functions, but we just love what she did. And I, I think this one will really relate to a lot of people in our own community who just have such a zest for what they're doing and they want their personality to be a really big part of um, their founder facing company. Yeah, I love that. Have fun. Okay, two more little things here. We, we kind of touched on this a little bit, so we won't go like too deep and we've done this in so many other episodes as well but we also wanted to just remind everyone like why we're nitpicking certain stuff and that is because we're really thinking about these audits from the perspective of a business and a brand that is looking for media exposure and you know go back to the past episode where we uh, interviewed Jessica Walrack she actually came to us we told her we were going to ask this question and she came to us with like a list of her case study of like the four ways or the four reasons why she picks certain pitches over others and you know one of the first things that she said is she wants to make sure that that person who has pitched her is actually the expert in their field and like they actually know what they're doing which I think is obviously obvious but maybe if it's not really apparent on your website you have something to fix Mm -hmm. absolutely um so she mentioned this as like a example but basically just staying in your lane too so like if you are a business coach but you're you know responding to a media opportunity about some i don't know skincare it just doesn't make sense so we want to make sure that everything and this is just comes down to like being aligned in all places and just being um what is the word that i'm looking for it's just like making sense everywhere and we've talked about this a few times but like if it's on your website and your social media it's also what you should be talking about as well um okay i'm going to go through this really fast because <laughs> I honestly, like, I just love talking about it so much, but I, I, I could, I could pump the brakes. So, <laughs> okay. What is the media looking for? You're an expert. You have a professional presence and image. What we've been talking about this whole time. Uh, it's clear what you do. Clarity is key for everything. And I think a lot of us are always just refining and we're always learning about what our consumers want and what our audience wants. So um, just trying to be as clear and concise as you can in that time is really going to help. And then being timely, relevant, and newsworthy and interesting. This is specific to media exposure. Um, if you are a breathwork practitioner, this I actually did this pitch recently and it's landing with a few publications. Don't use it. No, you can use it. Just kidding. Um, but breathwork. So one of my pitches was stressed around the holidays. Try this. And it was talking about breathwork to release stress around the holidays. So it's like, how can we leverage our expert? and what we know and make it newsworthy for media outlets or even for TV. And this is great for authors as well. Like you might, one of our past guests on the, on the pod, she wrote a children's book about um, big emotions and how to deal with those big emotions. And she actually pitched herself to a back to school segment, which is like genius, right? So um, it's just thinking about like, how can we leverage our expertise for different times of the year and different Uh, holidays and events. And then the last one, what's the media looking for? Past press. Um, If you have been featured, I don't care if it's a little podcast. I mean, obviously make sure that you want to like, you want to showcase it, but like talk about your press. It's important. Um, It's so, so important. And especially if you've been on big publications, I actually had a few a few brands come to me for press and I'm like, oh, like, have you been featured anywhere? Because I know I need to ask this question, even if they don't have it on their website. And this one person did not have it on their website. They've been featured on like five big publications. And I'm like, why is this? I can't bridge it. (laughs) Why is this not on your website? It's so important. So um, if anything, take this list, like pause, go back, listen to it. These, honestly, this episode, like everybody should listen to. It's so valuable. I know. And I realized we've been going for like 45 minutes, classic Lydia and Bridget here, just getting excited about what we're doing. We're like, do you guys have three more hours? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we can keep going. Like last but not least, we kind of touched this on how we, you know, introduced this episode, but just top mistakes we're seeing, you know, I've been doing a lot of brand audits. Lydia obviously has been working as a publicist for years. I've been doing these brand messaging sessions and she's been doing her PR um, checklists and brand positioning statements sessions for a while too. So we see some of these things, biggest things that we're seeing, nothing is cohesive. Actually, I'm gonna let you talk about this one for a moment because you love this. Nothing is cohesive. Um, We need to make sure that all of our 
online presence makes sense. Um, and this, it can be difficult for some multi-passionate entrepreneurs that really think about the career path that they've taken. And they're like, but all these things make sense for what I'm doing today. But we also don't want to overwhelm our consumers. And we need to just think about like clarity. Again, that clarity piece, what makes sense for the consumer and for the media content that, that's coming to us. So just being cohesive with our titles, um, that's big for service-based entrepreneurs. Like if you're a business coach, but you're also a certified, you know, I don't know, something that doesn't make sense with it. Let's think esthetician. And you mm-hmm. want to like put both of those things in, but you have not, but your business has nothing to do with beauty. That might not make sense. Right. So we just want to be cohesive and we want to be cohesive on all platforms. So if we decided on a few titles, let's Let's make sure it's on our Instagram or TikTok, also on our website. And then that brand message is similar and the same across all of those platforms. I love it. Beautifully ties into not positioning yourself as the expert on their thing. This matters because we don't want to be, see, we have so many different things that we can be passionate about. I think this is This goes for me. This goes for a lot of us. But when we're thinking about what we want to be known for, we need to think about what do we want to be known for. And just like with Lydia's example, business coaching and esthetician, those are very, very different things. And although that might be threaded into your story, when you're thinking about reaching out to the media, we want to go in with a much more focused um, you know, perspective so that this person can recognize we are the expert on that thing and they can think of us when they think of that thing. Yeah, I love that you said focus because that's what it is. It's like, how can we still be authentic, be ourselves, not like niche, but be focused? Um, I think it's, I, I just like, I hate the idea of niching. I was like talking about this before we got on a, the podcast today. But um, I think that when we just decide on what's really authentic to our brand and really look at the foundations of the brand, we are automatically niching. So I just want to like, invite you to think about the focus that your business and your brand has and to really just allow that to be that like beautiful living outward facing piece of the business and the brand. Um, So let's just go on to, okay, message is not clear. We've touched on this like a lot. Um, The mistakes that we see, they haven't positioned themselves as the expert on their thing. So when we think about brand positioning, we're really thinking about what in where do we live in the marketplace? Where can we identify ourselves and where can the media contact or consumer identify us? So if they can't identify why, like where you live in the marketplace, meaning like your differentiators, what makes you unique, then you gotta go back to the drawing board. I always use this example of like the manifestation coach that that has their bio as, I help you connect to your dream life. Like that's so freaking boring. And there's no positioning there. There's no positioning. So if that is you, that's okay. A lot of people do it. We just have to go back to the drawing board and think about, okay, what is unique about me that I can highlight and position myself well? Yeah. Yeah. You also mentioned this one and I hadn't really thought about it. You're, you're so good when it comes to social stuff. Haven't converted the social media accounts to a professional account. Yeah. Yeah. So I've seen this quite a bit where um, we have the website, we have the professional headshots, but social media is the first front. Like it is. Everybody's on social media. So we just have to make sure that if we're really trying to put ourselves out there as a brand, that we convert our social media accounts to a professional one. And there's lots of ways to do this where you can still like add yourself in it. Uh, that's I've heard that a lot where they're like, well, it's still me and like, blah, blah, blah. Listen, I was resistant when I started my business too. I converted it. My friends all still use it with me. They still sell me, send me like a thousand memes and reels a day. It's fine. But when I'm posting, I'm making sure that everything is aligned with my brand image because I know how important it is for the longevity of my business. So making sure that it's converted to a professional account, meaning we got the bios, we have the highlights uh, that are appropriate. It's linked to our website where it's linked to like one of those platforms that you can like link a bunch of different things. I use Linktree, but there's like quite a few, there's like Milkshake and some other ones. So Mm -hmm. making sure that's converted is so important. Okay. These last two are just like so fun and I kind of nerd out on them. Nothing comes up when you Google them, aka you're lacking additional real estate, digital real estate. So 
I've done this with people. I'll Google them on fa- on Facebook. I'll Google them. And I just want to see what's coming up, you know, because obviously we're going to have our website, but we also want to have, you know, other, this is where press matters, podcasts, press, maybe TV segments, maybe where you've been featured, because that's not just you talking about your brand. That's someone else talking about your brand. Like you're being featured as an expert on someone else's community or on someone else's site, which speaks really highly and tends to rank really highly in terms of SEO and Google. So when you Google your name, what comes up? Have you been featured anywhere? Maybe you're an author. Have you made your Amazon author account? Like, have you done the necessary things? Do you have a Google? There's Google My Business, right? So you can actually create a Google business listing so that when you Google your business, you know, it comes up with your information. These things are important for you as a brand, because we want you to have a professional status. We want it to be very clear that when someone Googles your name or your company, there are things that are coming up so that people can click on those things and learn more about you. They're going to go to your website. They're going to go to your socials. So make sure that when someone Googles your name, you own that digital real estate, obviously press and what we teach here at visibility on purpose is one of the pathways that we love because for so many reasons, you're on other people's networks, you get to highlight your genius, great for SEO, great for your accounts, all that jazz. Yeah. Wow. This is so, this was so good. So everyone who is listening um, here with us live or going to listen, we're going to post this episode uh, in a few days, so don't worry, but we do have a giveaway, which we're really excited about. So if you feel like you need a little bit of help with your brand audit, we're here for you. We're going to do calls, <laughs> a call. So, um, Bridget, do you want to tell them about the giveaway? Sure. Yeah. This is just fun. You know, as I mentioned, like we have been having a lot of fun doing this with people in the community. So we want to, you know, actually do a session with one of you. So here's how you're going to do it. Really simple. You obviously are already listening to the podcast because here it is right now. If you can go over to Apple podcasts and leave us a review for our podcast visibility era, you must screenshot this before submitting. You're going to send us that screenshot of your review to our info at visibilityonpurpose.com email address by October 6th to be entered. And what do you have the possibility of winning? You'll be entered to win a PR prep and brand audit 30 minute session with both of us. And we're going to go over your website and your social platforms. We're going to diagnose some of those inconsistencies with your messaging, with your branding, and we're going to give you a really clear step-by-step plan to improve your brand presence. So it's a total win-win. We obviously want to get this podcast in the hands, the eyes, the ears of more people, because we really believe in what we're doing here, but we need your help to get it out there to more people. So we thought that we would offer you all a session to work with us. So I hope this is really clear. We'll screenshot this. We'll put it in our Facebook community. And we'll also make sure that anyone who's listening to the podcast, you know, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify knows exactly how they can enter the giveaway as well. Yay. Thank you, Bridget. And guys, screenshot before you submit. I've made this mistake before. It takes a few days for Apple to actually post it. So um, yeah, you won't be able to have any proof that you actually wrote it. So please screenshot beforehand so you can send it over to us. We are so excited for this brand audit. And thank you so much. Thanks for being here, everyone. Appreciate you all. Another awesome episode of Visibility Era, the podcast. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow along with us on Instagram at Visibility on Purpose or jump into our free Facebook community. It's called Visibility on Purpose Community. Please give us a five-star review, rate us, write us a little comment if you feel so inclined. We are so grateful to have you here on this journey with us.